Welcome back guys to another round table. My name is Adam with me today, Rusmin and Victor. Hello. Hi, and today we're going to talk about Mumu and Tiger. Tiger. So these two apps are basically digital brokerages and behind Mumu is actually a company called Futu Holdings and behind Tiger would be Up Fintech. Tech, yep. And the reason why we're going to talk about them today is because their share prices since July this year has come down by about 70%. So that is a huge drop. And we want to find out what's happened and whether there's an investment opportunity in these two you know, digital brokerages. All right. Yep. So first things first, what happened? Why has their share prices come down so much? So it all started in, I think, July, where their share price actually peaked, right? Uh, of course, uh, the Chinese government is intensified on the supervision on all those uh, Chinese companies that is traded uh, over in the U.S. stock exchange. So they actually want to implement and focus a lot on the data privacy. And the big drop, the, sorry, the first drop came in when uh, one of the U.S. listed company that is uh, as a Chinese, oh, sorry, Chinese listed in U.S., uh, 360 Digitech, has their app right being removed from the app store right in china so after that news came out right uh, a lot of all those uh listed in us uh their apps those that running apps on right uh their share price came crashing down okay so that was the first case then after that of course 14 october uh the chinese actually said that they will implement the data privacy uh and security law in first november and that caused the further uh, drop. And finally, on the 28th October, one of the Chinese officials actually says that uh, there's these two brokerage firm right, are uh, uh, running their business illegally in China. They are basically uh, driving in China without a license. Okay, uh, he didn't really specific name who, but he actually uh, talked about uh, two of these companies, right? one that's registered in Cayman Island, they have 80% of their funds from mainland China and also one from Hong Kong base, uh, which have received 55% of their funds from mainland China. So I went to check on both of these companies. They are registered in Cayman Island, but the only one that have operation at the point of time in Hong Kong is actually Futu. So we can roughly guess that actually the 80% funds came from China should be uh, up fintech and the Futu should be about 55% uh, funds from China. All right, so it's basically all of this regulatory risks, yep. uh, basically the data yep. privacy, yep. and all these fears about you know the basically the Chinese government doing the same thing yep. again, yeah. all these cracking down on companies. So that's caused the share price to come out seventy percent. Yep. So I think the main thing now that uh, the share price drop is the with regards to the Data Privacy Act law that come into full force uh, in force I think in the 1st of November this year so basically this data privacy law says that you know any companies Chinese companies that want to share data outside of China they must go through cyber security review right so uh, this cyber security review uh, you know if let's say the companies uh, they found that the companies breached the the rule the data privacy law they may get fined up to 1 million yen which is not a lot, right? Okay. For big companies like you know, these Chinese brokerages, but they did say that for serious cases, the fine may go up to fifteen million yen or up to five percent of the company's revenue, which is a big. It's going to be a big chunk, yep. right? So, uh, so this is something that is, uh, I mean. Uh, over, over uh, regulation overhang for Chinese brokerages because uh, these two companies are considered Chinese uh, companies although they are listed in the US uh, but they have like what the regulator says about their business are actually from mainland China right whether Chinese live in Hong Kong or in China okay so these are about their customers according to the regulator okay so currently these brokerages uh, they have to transmit data 
some of the Chinese data to clients' data to the U.S. brokerages for, especially if they want to trade in the U.S. stock exchange. Okay, so yeah. this data privacy law may affect this area, and we don't know how the government is going to you know implement the rules now. They have the power to do something in regards to this. You know, which uh, in the past they already been mentioning about this uh, Chinese fintech. They are listed overseas. You know, they are breach- they are breaching some of the rules in China, but they, they don't have a law to enforce it. But now they officially have a law to enforce it, and that comes into effect on the first of November, right? So now there is a big question on how the regulator on how how they're gonna so called review uh Futu and also our fintech when it comes to this data privacy law. Okay, so that's a big question mark. Okay, so the second one is regards to the uh, capital control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, in Chinese uh, law, I mean, for Chinese, you are not, there's a capital control, right? So you're not allowed to uh, convert your currency more than 50,000 US dollars for other purposes, except uh, travel and education. Right. So every time if you're Chinese, you want to travel outside of China, you can convert your currency, yep. right? Up to 50,000 US dollars, right? So, uh, Apparently, uh, these Chinese brokerages have a lot of uh, Chinese mainland customers that are fund part in their accounts, and we don't know how they actually manage to convert those money into foreign currency and put it as an investment. Okay, because according to Chinese law, they are not allowed to invest outside of China except the fact that they can actually invest in the stock connect that they have uh, with Hong Kong Stock Exchange. They can invest in some of Hong Kong stocks, but definitely not U.S. companies, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. these Chinese customer they are under uh, Futu and Tiger. They can trade in you know, Singapore in U.S. Uh, freely, okay, but that is not allowed in China. Okay, so. This is something that I think uh, I think the regulator is also looking into. So it's going to be a big um, uh, trouble if, let's say, they start to ban uh, those trades moving down the road. So it's going to be a structural issue for uh, Futu and also Alfintech. All right. So yeah. th- I think this is the law that's basically scare, basically scaring the investors in yes. the market right now. Yeah. And I think you mentioned there will be fines, one million. Uh, roaming yeah, yen, right? yeah, but also but up to fifteen up to, million, up to fifteen or five percent revenue. of revenue. Yeah, but those are just fines, and you know, you could say that fines are just a cost of One doing time, yes. business, yeah. right? Yeah, and but I think the main concern among investors now is that will they would they actually take action and kind of just outright ban yeah. their Chinese customers from yep. trading in foreign securities. Yes. That will literally change the whole business. That will change the whole business, yeah. right? So I think yeah. that was the, that is the impact that uh, everyone fears, and you were saying that fifty percent. Of uh, 55% Futu, 55% of, of Futu's funds come from, oh, allegedly, because yeah. there's no confirmation. Actually. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. Right, it's based on the, what the Chinese official is saying. And the yeah. other ones, and for Upfintech, it's 80%. 80%. 80%. So yeah. that's a whole lot of uh, business that's that, yep. could, that could be wiped off. Well, yes, yes yeah. So Futu actually came out with a media report responding to some of the media that actually cover them. You know? uh, because uh, some of these media company basically says that it's uh, Futu and Afintech yeah. that the regulators are talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they outright say it. They outright say <laughs> okay. it. So the company actually did a release a media report and they say that they are in compliance with the local rules and regulations. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, when it comes to Hong Kong, I mean, Hong Kong, uh, it, they comply with Hong Kong laws, right? Mm-hmm. But Chinese regulator may see as, you know, Hong Kong is also part of the China, and then they may regulate them according to China law, mm-hmm. right? So that's something that uh, is up in the air. Uh, we are still, everyone is just watching, but the price has been crashing now because people are kind of like expecting the worst to happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah so I think 70% is a big drop. 70, 80% is very, a big, big, very, very big crash. Yeah, <laughs> it's a crash. Yeah. It's not a drop, it's a crash. So <laughs> sorry about that. So, so it is a crash. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so this is something that I think overhangs uh, regards to up fintech and futu. Yeah. All right. So I think that's the the fear at the moment because they think that yeah. you know this all these things are happening. But we want to take a step back and kind of just look at their business fundamentals and how have they been 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 performing up to this point before you know, all this regulatory overhang is coming in. Were they still growing? Were they still performing? And yeah. you know, how was it? How was the business like actually? Okay, so you look at the Momo. Uh, let's say the owner behind Momo is actually Futu, right? So Futu, you look at their uh, paying clients, uh, basically people who trades on the Futu uh, platform. They put deposit and they make a transaction on that. Uh, they have about close to one million customer as of first half of twenty twenty one. Okay, so this is going to double, I think, by the end of twenty twenty one as compared to twenty twenty. And twenty twenty, if you look at the numbers of uh, paying clients, they are about close to half a million. And this actually the number. This number is more than double versus 2019. So the company has been doubling in terms of uh, paying clients, and uh, their platform is, seems to be you know very engaging. I think uh, people are using it. Uh, you know, uh, in terms of DAU over MAU, the stock call they call it uh, user engagement is about 40, close to 40 percent, right? So uh, every day there are about 40 percent of the customers are using the app, right? So it's very interactive uh, because if you look at lock into Momo, they have community base. You can see people posting stuff, you know, and, and it's very engaging as compared to your traditional, uh, you know, broker app where the fees that they charge are very expensive and uh, it's boring. It's outdated, right? They don't follow with the mobile development age. Right? Yep. And uh, this Futu and Tiger basically they came up with the better user interface, right? And because of that, I think a lot of people just sign up, and on top of that, their fees are a lot more uh, reasonable and affordable yep. right, as compared to traditional broker right and if you look at the revenue that they actually recorded so far i think uh their revenue has more than uh, double or rather triple uh as compared to 2019 versus 2020 and as of uh, 2021 i think we can look at the revenue it's likely going to double by the end of the year okay so for futu this is for Futu. Yep. Right? And uh, look at the net profit also, it's likely going to double by the end of the year. Okay, so margin, you're looking at about more than 40% uh, operating profit margin. All right. Very, very uh, attractive. Okay, so uh, this company has a lot of potential, right? If, let's say you put a uh, regulatory uh, aside, yep. the runway for them is big, right? Yep. Because uh, the percentage of Chinese that own share is still very small. According to the stats, I think it's about 7% of the people who you know invest in uh, their net worth actually uh, packed to equ equity is about 7% only and mutual fund, right? But property is above it, 66%. But you compare to the US, the US, I think equity is about 32% versus 7% in China, right? And Property, on the other hand, is smaller, 24%. Mm -hmm. So Chinese still loves property, but with a lot of regulation on property nowadays, people may start to move towards to equity. Right? Because crypto is a market where it's banned in China, so people may start to move into equity. Right? Over time, I think we can see this market pie actually expanding. Uh, and the same industry, uh, you know, Tailwind is going to benefit uh, Tiger as well, which is the art fintech. If you look at the art fintech, I think their growth is strategy very similar to uh, Futu. If you look at their accounts with deposit, basically it's the most they're paying customers, has also uh, almost doubled. I think it's going, likely going to double by the end of the year. And same thing in 2020, the numbers are more than double, right, uh, as compared to 2019, right? So these paying customers, of course, have been transacting on the platform. And because of that, their revenue also has uh, grown quite uh, substantially, uh, also almost double 
double. And by the end of 2021, I think we can expect it's likely going to double as compared to 2020. Okay? Yeah, I've been hearing you saying double a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess these two companies have been seriously yep. high growth companies, companies. Yep. in a growing High business. growth, high margin companies. Yeah, high uh, growth and high in margin. In fact, I think the potential is there as compared to Robinhood. Mm-hmm. I think their closest competitor is Robinhood. Uh, because if you look at Robinhood, let's say mm. uh, they were they were... Their customers are in the US, right? In terms of population, China is definitely, I think, triple the population of yeah. Yeah. Uh, US. And on top of that, uh, US is sort of like a merger com- uh, country, you yeah. know, where a lot of people invest and all this. Yeah. But, but like Rusmin said, China is only like 7%, majority is still in the property. So there's really, really a huge potential for, you know, Futu and Art Fintech before this, all this. Uh, regulatory things happen so yeah mm. yeah, yeah. And so if you look at the tiger margin uh it's actually uh up fintech margins their property net profit margin is actually lowest compared to uh, futu i think they are at about i think uh less than 20 percent kind of benchmark but oh, it's still good right it's yeah. compared to a lot of com- a lot of companies out there uh and this mean lower mar- margin mainly because of the fact that look, i think up fintech when they first started they actually use uh interactive brokers as a platform for them to it's basically they are the introductory broker right they, they take uh, the license. They pack the license under yeah. the interactive broker. Basically, they sign up all the clients like you and I, give us three shares. Yeah. Right, that has been very popular among all the their clients. And then, uh, as they start to place the order, then Tiger will put this order and ask uh, interactive broker to execute for them. Mm-hmm. Right, but of course, uh, recently uh, over the years, couple of years, uh, they have actually been trying to get their own license, clearing license in the US. They have acquired companies in uh, Hong Kong, in Singapore. They just got their license, so uh, I think we can expect the margin to expand further for uh, Tiger as they start to bring these uh, clearing trades in house. Right, so similar to Food Two, if they manage to. Uh, uh, transfer everyone into their own clearing house okay because at this stage a bar of it is still clear by uh, interactive broker in terms of percentage as of 2020 i think about 75 percent three quarter of the business are being cleared by interactive broker okay yeah so it's pretty a big chunk it used to be 100 percent but it's been coming down mm-hmm. right so uh so basically similar to futu i think uh up uh, fintech has the long-term potential is huge uh, they are both are disrupting the traditional brokerage industry where they charge high fees uh the user interface sucks right mm-hmm. uh and the, they they come up with a better products in my opinion as well all right mm-hmm. so this is something where i think it's up and coming the industry uh but of course the regulatory overhang is currently now yep. um, affecting these two companies yeah okay. I am among the two i think the more dominating one is i think futu Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, they are a lot bigger, and They're it's bigger. backed by Tencent. Uh, interti- uh the Alphintech is actually backed by Xiaomi and Interti Brokers. Yeah. Yep. So actually, yeah. both of them have big, big uh, backers as well. Big yep. backers. Yeah. Big backers. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of growth. Both of them are growing, and their margins are very high. Yeah. Yes. As well. Yeah. So I think the I think the long term business fundamentals for these two actually they're tailwinds in the industry. Yep. Yeah. It's a growing market, huge market in China. And. Yeah, they got COVID booster, right? So 2020 okay. is the year where I think all the retail investors come online and suddenly start to trade. And yeah. this is likely going to stay. People will you know, continue to trade markets you know, because they make money yep. in the up mm. bull market. All right. So yeah. I think we can see the long-term potential. Mm. But of course, the, the risk of that regulatory crackdown is very real. Yes. Yeah. That's why the share prices come down. So I think the question right now is for people who are still on the sidelines. They're looking at these two companies. Lot, lots of potential. Share prices come down 70%. Man, is there an yeah. opportunity to look at that? Oh yeah. So <laughs> how would you value, you know, Futu and Up Fintech? 
how would you value them and would you think they're undervalued you know would you invest in them yeah so i i, I think for for me is uh, i would use price to sales to value them okay. at this moment first mm-hmm. right uh, because futu and uh tiger in the past they used to make negative uh, profits but then of course recent years they, they already been profitable right mm-hmm. but the records are very short so I, let's say I would just use price to sales to compare uh, if you look at Futu after the drop of after the drop in the share price right, they are still traded at about 11.07 times price to sales uh, Tiger is about 4.63 times after the drop and their closest competitor which is Robinhood is at 6.97 times so we can see that actually Futu right is still at a very very high uh, valuation mm-hmm. right uh, but then I think they can justify that because their growth potential is there yeah. right uh, and Tiger can drop so much is because I think Tiger also partly because if if the 80% of the fund is from mainland China they're going to be hurt uh, uh, very much hurt mm-hmm. by yeah. the uh, regulatory right then if you look at Chow Swap and IBKR Chow Swap is about 8.47 times and IBKR is about 2.46 times right so I, I think uh, the key is whether what is all these two players doing, right? I think right now is that they they also trying their best to diversify out of the the uh, China market also, right? Yeah. So you can see that uh, Tiger actually bought into a Hong Kong uh, security and also recently they actually- uh, They already uh, have a license in yeah, Singapore, Singapore yeah. and they've been getting a lot of customers and then Futu follow the suit and of course Futu signed yeah. a lot of clients in Singapore as well. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at their so-called like uh, their press release and all this, they 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 keep mentioning about Singapore capturing a lot of accounts yeah. and all this. So they are diversifying away from uh, the t- their typical uh, market. But of course, Singapore is still a small market as compared to the China. Of, of obviously, we hope that we can't you know, even compare to one of their cities, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, we hope that yeah. uh, when the regulatory result came out, you know, yep. if it's not that bad, then I think there's really still potential. On I mean, I'm sure they will work. Yeah. In do their best to comply with the yeah. government officials. Yes, they're, yeah. they're not going to mess around with that. Of yeah. course, They'll yeah. do their best to make sure that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Whether how bad the implication is going to be, we still That's don't know. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so Victor valued those companies based on price to sales. I would prefer to value it based on price to earnings. Uh, but of course, with the limited you know, years of uh, profitability, especially for uh, uh, FinTech Tiger, they only have uh, broke even 2020. And you know, as then we have the latest 12 months as of now. Uh, and the same thing for Futu. Futu actually has a longer record of profitability. I think four years ago, they already broke even uh, and they're already making good margin out of it, right? So if I were to uh, value them based on price to earnings, uh, as of the time of this recording, the price for up FinTech is about $7. Uh, and that actually will give us a price to earnings multiple around 38 times. As I check, if I remove their you know, one-off uh, exceptional items, uh, convert the 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 low, the actually the convertible notes that they have, uh, and the other uh, f- price that we're looking at is actually Futu, right? So Futu is currently trading at about I think sixty mm. uh, US dollars, uh, and they are trading at about price to earnings at about tw- 25, 24 yeah. times there about. Okay. okay, so if we take into account that both companies are growing at double digit, but double every year. but double digit, but double. Over the last double. two years, yeah. I think uh, P of 20, 
five or thirty eight, if you ask me, is pretty attractive, yeah. right? And of course, Futu uh, is actually lower in terms of uh, price to earning. But if you look at price to sales, it's a lot higher. I think mainly because uh, Futu they have their own clearing in house, clearing in house, and that's why they get actually better margin, forty percent compared to uh, our fintech that is about twenty percent or less. Okay, in terms of uh, profit margin, that's why they are priced it differently, mm-hmm. right? So Futu, in my opinion, is a lot cheaper and more attractive compared to uh, Tiger in terms and, of price to earning and better position in terms of the business itself yeah better positioning uh and yeah but both companies are at a basically they they are held up by the regulator and they are disrupting the industry but now the court is on the regulator court are they going to find this guy how they are they going to ban them are they going to stop their chinese you know accounts that they have stop from trading in the u.s because if they do that the bulk of the business will disappear because these Chinese can no longer trade in the US, they of course they can bring back the fund. Maybe they can still keep the fund and then trade in the Hong Kong market. That right. could be possible, yeah. but we don't know. Yeah, but of course I, I, I read some uh, articles say that uh, some of the Chinese uh, people who put their money you know, in all this broker and they tried to get it back, right? But it was stopped by the bank, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So now there's sub, uh, there may be some, some issue on this also. Yeah, which causes and, a lot of fear also. Yeah, and with regards to capital control, we still don't know how the Chinese government will look at it because how this Chinese government managed to convert so much money mm-hmm. <laughs> into foreign currency and put it as an investment. That's the big question now. Yep. And whether would they blame these Chinese brokerages for doing yeah. that, right? Oh, I don't know, right? So this yeah. is something that is still on the air. Yeah. Okay. No one knows, but the price has been yeah. coming. So, so it's still a very big question mark. Yeah, so there's a lot yeah. of uncertainty with these two companies, with, despite their growth. Yeah. So I think, I think big question, right? I mean, I'm just gonna put you on the spot. Would you invest in these two at this point in time if um, yep. you're on the sidelines at this, at this point? Yeah, would um, you consider that? I'm still sitting on a fence, to okay, be honest. Yeah. Uh, potential is big. Uh, this is the kind of investment where you either go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm still sitting on a sideline, uh, looking at the, all the risks, how the regulatory risk is going to play out for these okay. two companies. Yeah. I mean, of course, uh, if let's say it turned out favorable, I'm going to miss the price at the lowest. There's no way they're going to catch the lowest, right? Okay. And on top of that, there's a ADR risk where I think uh, the uh, SEC is looking to de- delist some of those uh, ADR companies, basically companies like Futu and uh, Afintech, if they don't comply with the audit uh, okay. you know, requirements in the US. And basically, so I think Victor, you would sit on the sidelines as well. Yep, I will sit on the sidelines. But of course, uh, like I like I, may, I always say that, right? Uh, I know that, you know, as much as we say that we sit on the sidelines, but that's some risk taker out there, they want to invest <laughs> in this, you know, make yeah. it big or go home, you know. But my take is, if you were, were to even interested to look at these two companies, please, please, please be a small percentage of your portfolio so yeah. that in case they really get banned, it does not hurt you that much, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, yeah. You were, if you got in early, you know, this year, and if you basically went all in on this company, so 70, 70% of yeah. your portfolio yeah. is basically Correct. gone in that sense. Yeah. So that's very, very painful. So yes, please take the, you know, that note yep. about diversification uh, in your portfolio as well. And of course, when Victor, I mean, when Rusman said go big or go home, it doesn't mean go all in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, go, that means this investment could turn out really well. Or you drop by 50%. Because all the yeah. uncertainty when it comes to government regulations. And that's something that, I don't think anyone would really have, you know, have the inner workings of how yep. the CCP is going to decide on this. All right. Yeah. So please keep that in mind. All right. So I think that's a pretty good summary of, uh, you know, Futu and Up Fintech, you know, Mumu and Tiger. 
uh, hope that was a good summary for I mean a good update for you guys especially if you're looking at them or if you're already a current shareholder of them I hope this update give you give you a bit more information on what we think about them alright so I think there's a good wrap up guys yeah. yep. okay. so, thank you alright thank you so much for listening to this roundtable if you like the podcast feel free to follow and of course if there's a YouTube version of this podcast as well do check us out on YouTube uh, just search for the fifth person and we'll see this uh, you know this discussion as well in video as well so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you around